I V M. On this episode of Paisa Vesa, I speak with Mahesh Andurkar, equity strategist at CLSA, where we are going to talk about a financial product that not many of us know about, the National Pension Scheme, the NPS. We are going to delve really deeply into what this product is, what are the tax benefits, and why you should consider it as part of your personal finance investment. Stay tuned for that. Folks, welcome to Vesa Vesa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and today's special is about a financial product that most of us, me included, don't think much about because we think, hey, it's not for us. Yeah, there was a time where I didn't think it was for me. You know, who does that? The name of the product, the National Pension Scheme or the NPS. We're going to talk about that. We're going to really explore it in deep and why it actually might be a good product for you to consider within your financial planning. I have a really, 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 really special guest. Why? He's an ex-colleague and also a good friend. Mahesh Andurkar, equity strategist at Foreign Brokerage CLSA. While Mahesh is an equity strategist, he has done a lot of work on NPS, how it works, why we should consider NPS as a personal finance investment. And all of this, mind you, has nothing to do with his day job. And that's why I'm putting this disclaimer very clearly out here. The views expressed here are his personal views and not those of his organization, CLSA. But now let's get all of that aside and introduce and welcome Mahesh to the show. Mahesh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this for us. First of all, standard question to all our listeners. Tell us something about yourself. Thank you very much, Anupam. I'm quite excited to be here and thank you for uh, inviting me over. Uh, so, as you've uh, indicated in your intro already, uh, I currently work as an equity strategist uh, at CLSA. I have been in the equities markets for nearly last 20 years. Mm. So, Out of it, the first few were spent together with <laughs> two of us. Of yeah, course, yeah, of yeah. course, the first few years were uh, you know together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got quite fond memories of that. <laughs> yes, of course. So, yes, so after I completed my MBA, I initially no, uh, no. was working with... You have to say where IIT and where I am. Okay. Shaan se bolo, boss. IIT from? From BHU. And I am from? And from Calcutta. Folks, there is your tip. If you want to have a good career in the stock market, you should be at IIT. We'll do a separate show on that. But honestly, those are really fantastic uh, credentials and education uh, to start you off on any career. Mahesh, go on. Sorry. Yes. So, uh, initially, I worked for a few years with Morgan Stanley. Uh, um, and then I moved on to CLSA where, you know, uh, we spent a few years together. Sure, of course. So all this while, last 20 years, I've always, uh, you know, been an equities analyst. I've covered various stocks and sectors myself, uh, always uh, interacting with the uh, foreign institutional and the domestic institutional uh, investors on their stock investments. Mm. But obviously, as you rightly said, this session has nothing right. to do with no, stock no, investments. I'm going to ask you, sense, sense, target, <laughs> batao, ko, okay, folks, so jokes apart. Mahesh, what's the deal with NPS? What, what, you know, before we get into the absolute basics, what got you interested in this? You know, because I would assume that for me, at least, it's just so simple. Equity, mutual fund, SIP, baat khatam. So where did you start thinking about the NPS? Well, actually, there was a presentation organized at our office mm. by uh, one of the agencies, which is a DP participant in that case, uh, who were promoting this product. And... I was completely blown out when I heard that there is something mm. that a salaried individual can invest in mm. and earn significant tax savings out of it oh. and beyond what is usually known as the ATC. Correct. And 
Yes, I mean, uh, I was always wondering that what can I do? Uh, you know, are there any specific investments or something else that I can do to improvise my tax situation? And and it's like, oh wow, this is a fantastic idea and a fantastic product. Why didn't I know about this earlier? Mm, okay. So that's how it started. Okay, Mahesh, let's start with the absolute basics. Okay, for a lot of our listeners, they might not even know what a pension is and how it works. So let's start with the concept of a pension. What exactly is the national pension system, and how different is it from the PF? You know, for a lot of our salaried people, each one from our salary, some amount of money. goes forcibly or whatever my share to pf employee share to pf what is the nps so pension as uh, you know is commonly known you know you will work till the age of let's say 55 60 or something like that and you clearly need some corpus of funds to take care of your needs and your family's needs beyond you stop working so pension is essentially that so whether it is in the form of provident fund whether it is nps and there are, are some other pension products as well so all these products what they kind of uh, you know do is make you save something today so that you can live off it when you're not working anymore or when you need it uh, you know much more now, now the nps is a uh, you know a scheme that was started by the government of india back in 2004 hmm. initially it was 2004. only yes man i thought uh, it was like 2010 <coughs> or 2011 yeah. actually you're not far off because into you know at at uh, you know 2004 you know when they started it was only applicable for the government employees ah and okay. they and and they expanded the scope of nps to private sector employees only after 2009 ah okay but it was still and it still is still a relatively unknown scheme and unknown product but yeah but the end objective is that you save today and you earn out of it at a later point in time okay you know just to understand this better okay um, so i know that my provident fund money goes to the epf or the employee provident fund organization and they do whatever they want with it and i have to you know keep on investing it and i get benefits under section 80c interest tax free stuff like that how does nps you know if i use a comparison how does that work so one would be that there would be a monthly deduction and so just walk us through how the execution of the nps works right so here like you know epf you know there will be uh, you know some amount of money that uh, you know you can invest uh, you know every month but in case of epf it is like a you know a compulsory deduction that every employer uh, you know takes away from your salary and mm. puts his own contribution as well and that goes to epfo which is the fund manager for that uh, scheme now in case of nps you have a whole host of private sector fund managers oh. to choose from so you know all the bigs like uh, the hdfc the birlas reliance uti sbi franklin all of them so the money goes into the nps uh, you know you can decide who will be managing that money for you so oh, in that I, sense which i can't do in epfo which you can't do in epfo ah, okay. which you can't do in epfo but having said that let me tell you that epfo is actually a great product ah. and it's not that you know if i am doing epf ah. then i don't or you know i cannot do nps you can do both it's an important distinction it's this, this is not either or it's not either or okay. i think you should do epf ah. and you should do nps both understood okay so you're saying that uh in the national pension system in the nps there is a whole host of fund managers that i can actually choose from absolutely and the entire private sector is out there absolutely okay, and when and when i open my account which we'll get to at the end of the show i can actually choose that i want so and so to handle my money i'm sure there's some bit of asset allocation also we'll get into that later but let's get into the center of this entire thing the nps the entire discussion is on income tax out here okay 
let's start with that okay let's let's kind of structure this in terms of the exemptions that are available and how the pension scheme works and what happens in the end okay so let's start from there okay so when you open an nps account you get two options a tier 1 account and a tier 2 account so we will be discussing only tier 1 account on this show because tier 1 is where you get the tax benefits tier 2 is a normal investment account which doesn't give you any tax benefit so let's focus on tier 1 yeah, yeah. i'll just interrupt out there because i just opened my own uh, nps account the other day and they gave me the option and i chose say like chalo bhai let's do tier 1 and tier 2 tier 1 is what gets you the tax benefits absolutely so if you want the tax benefit and only the tax benefit and nothing else tier 1 is what you should do tier 2 is just like another investment account and the only benefit i think is a low cost of investment and stuff like that's that. right there's absolutely no benefit in the tier 2 account okay absolutely absolutely no tax benefit so tier 1 account Go so on. in tier 1 you know you can basically uh, you know have two types uh, you know of investment once again one is called the voluntary investment and the other is an employer contribution mm. i think we need to be aware of that because the kind of tax benefits that you get is dependent on the mode of investment whether it is voluntary or whether it is employer so someone like me who's a nobody who doesn't have an employer who's a, who's a consultant what what's in it for me so unfortunately for people like you mm. the extent people of like tax you. benefit <laughs> okay, extent yeah. of tax benefit is actually quite low mm. because you can invest up to 50000 rupees mm. over and above mm. your 1.5 lakh that you get under the normal atc which i'm ah. sure most of your listeners would anyway be investing in yeah, yeah. by way of epf and medical insurance and ELSS, things like that so elss etc we just did in fact uh, we we had just done a, a tax planning special Uh, which listeners had heard last week with the uh, with the box that was specifically on ATC. So you're saying one and above one and a half lakh, there is fifty thousand. Right. Okay. And by the way, just to sort of you know give a complete picture, you can make investments in Tier One account of NPS, and that can also go towards one point five limit as well. But I'm just assuming yeah, that yeah. most of your listeners are already exhausting that elsewhere. Yes. So NPS gives you additional fifty thousand rupees of investment that you can do on annualized basis, and that will get deducted from your taxable income calculation. Mm. So this is for self-employed people. The real benefit of NPS tax comes to the salaried individuals, mm. and that benefit is as much as ten percent of your basic salary plus DA. Mm. Okay, this is where the real kicker comes. I'm waiting for it. Okay, ten percent of salary plus DA. you can invest up to that level uh. and that becomes tax exempt so let me give some numbers please 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 i love numbers right yeah. so just for the sake of argument let's assume that you know you are in a job and you are earning 10 lakh per year and you are already investing that 1.5 lakh you've already invested 50000 in you know what we just discussed over and above that you can invest 10% of 10 lakh which mm. is 1 lakh mm. in tier 1 account of nps and that part of your income will not be taxable that you will get a tax deduction on wow and this is and this is not form. limited by the way to 10 lakh you can be earning you can be mukesh ambani <laughs> and you can be earning 1000 crores <laughs> and you can still invest 100 crore <laughs> out of that <laughs> in nps and you can still claim wow the tax exemption there is literally no maximum limit literally no maximum the only limit is 10% of your basic plus da sure and that gets knocked off from your gross income but mm. one thing to keep in mind here once again is that this the employer needs to deduct this amount from your salary and he will be investing this amount of money on your behalf in your account 
so obviously the hr first needs to know about this the tax department needs to know about this and then they, they need to should be knowing about this if they don't then <laughs> you should be educating him or her and i'm sure your hr manager herself or himself <laughs> will be very happy to make this investment usko bhi fayda padega absolutely chalo very good so when we we have looked at the income tax angle i'm finding this hard to believe right because this this it sounds like such a nice strong deduction that the government has made available why have people not taken it what's the deal here what's the misconceptions what are the myths that people have around this excellent question anupam yeah. and i do get asked this question quite a lot so there are two parts to it first part the nps is one of the lowest cost investment Mm. that one can think of and let me explain what i mean by lowest cost so when you invest in any mutual fund whether it's equity or debt and even through the direct route you would probably be paying 50 bips to 100 bips or let's say 0.5% or 1% mm. annually uh, as the fund management fee or some kind of you know broker charge etc so if the fund is making 20% you make 19% whereas in case of nps the fund management fees is 1 bip meaning 0.01% wow not in 0.1% 0.01% 0.01% 1 bip and there are wow. uh, you know some charges at the time of making a contribution which is 0.25% but that is one time i know i know because i just put in my 500 rupees for tier 1 and i got the nvs 499.97 or something exactly that's what you're talking about right exactly so you invest 100 huh. 99.75 will get invested and there will be no further charges from the from the agent mm. you know on that uh, unlike in any mutual fund or a debt fund as i said you need to pay 50 bips or 100 bips every year yeah so this is a very very low cost product and as you can imagine very very low amount of fees for any agent or even the fund manager so it's not really in the interest of an agent mm. uh you know to be pushing this product because he doesn't make any money out of it so you know that's reason number 1 but but that actually helps you as an investor because in, then you are making that much more money on your investment that's you you you, you said 0.01% per year yes 0.01% per year yes what what are you saying here the uh, i think etfs and index funds are at 0.45% 0.25% or something right so uh, it is even lower than those etfs and index funds level on direct wala plan direct plans i believe are at i don't know 1 1.25 or, or something okay go on sorry please correct yeah so that's the reason why you don't hear a lot of people marketing this particular product now the second thing is that the lock in that nps has and you can you know get access to these funds only at the age of 60 irrespective of you know the time of opening you might be 20 30 40 whatever but you can get access to these funds only at the age of 60 and that is also not fully so you get only 60% of the corpus mm. in your hand at the age of 60 and the remaining 40% you have to invest that money to purchase an annuity product okay this is little bit tricky okay let's just you know kind of break this down the first is let's say like i did it for myself i'm 47 uh, 13 years to become 60 let's say that in 13 years i have 10 lakhs of corpus uh, at the age of 60 in in the nps break that down for us what happens to the 10 lakhs when i reach 60 so 
if you have 10 lakh as the value of investments at the age of 60 6 lakh out of that 10 you can withdraw and that withdrawal is tax exempt that entire 6 lakh come to you for you to spend or invest whatever way you want to the remaining 4 lakh uh, has to be reinvested uh, into some annuity plans and all the insurance uh, you know companies and uh, you know the pension sort of companies offer various types of annuity products mm. one type of annuity product could be that you know you get i mean you invest these 4 lakhs and in return you know you get some x amount of money coming to your way every month till the time you die mm. And there are certain other variations as well. Hmm. So this is also your money coming to you, which is going to be useful to you. So it's not that those 4 lakh rupees are gone. You are getting that 4 lakh rupees, but in a different way and in a staggered format throughout the remaining part of your life. Yeah. So when I reach 60, then I'll, then I'll have two things to do. One is to take that 6 lakhs back from the NPS, okay, which I will get and leave the 4 lakhs there or you know maybe reinvest it like you said I might have to fill in a few forms or make something out there but the 4 lakhs will remain with them okay right. with the with the National Pension Trust or whoever manages my money um, and you can choose ah, sorry, who you manages choose, that course, money yeah. the difference being that those 4 lakhs will come to me over a staggered way what is called an annuity right. okay and I can choose that I need that money to myself and only myself or it should not go to me, it should go to my wife. Or guess what, if if and when I die, the remainder will go to them. And it will keep on, so that 4 lakhs will keep on coming or till it gets over, I guess, right? Yeah, so there are various types of products. Uh, you know, I mean, there are at least like 10 different types of annuities that you can purchase. Right. Uh, so, you know, we don't those have to go into all those details. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Okay, Manish, you know, this, uh, I actually put out this tweet earlier today in the morning about how if you want to compare a regular SIP, I don't know, in an equity mutual fund versus uh, having an annual contribution to the NPS. We've spoken about the tax angles. I'm sure that there is something a little bit more detailed also into this. Can you tell us now how the taxation of that SIP works versus the taxation for NPS and, and, and any other thing that you want to cover? Right. Okay. So, you know, as I was explaining, you know, one of the drawbacks of uh, NPS and why people, uh, you know, think twice is that, first of all, you don't have access to your own money till the age of 60. And, you know, even at the age of 60, you get only 60% as we just discussed. Now, let me just, uh, you know, compare the tax treatment, you know, on both. So, you know, so if you kind of are going in for an SIP or any other type of investment product. So, first of all, you know, if you, you know, are paying, uh, you know, your marginal income tax, which is 30% plus, or if you're higher income, maybe 35, 36, whatever, then what you're getting in your hand is only 69 or 66 or 64 as the case may be. Mm. And then you're investing that, let's say, 65 rupees into whatever investment that you are making. Remember that whatever investments that you're making with that 65, you will still be paying long-term, short-term and other types of capital gains taxes. Mm. Whereas, uh, in case of NPS, there is no tax on returns. Mm. So, I think that is one big thing. So, I would say that the fact that you're getting lump sum only 60% back at the age of 60 is actually almost comparing with, uh, you know, the other investment products that you have and whatever annuity that you get is like a bonus. So that's point number one. That's fantastic. So that's you're saying that that the downside might be, might be liquidity, which is that your funds are completely and totally locked in. But even overcoming that drawback, you are still broadly on par 
with that SIP or whichever is the other investment product that gets taxed at LTCG. Have I understood that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. The second uh, difference or I would say a drawback of NPS scheme is that it is quite restrictive. As in, uh, you know, you can't really have a premature withdrawal. I mean, unless in certain extreme conditions you can, but you know, there are certain sort of restrictions that you still need to follow. Whereas in case of SIP, if you need your money for whatever reason... Just wake up one day and... That's it, you can withdraw whatever and you can use it. So, you know, when you're making an NPS investment, be mindful of what is that part of money which you think you don't need till the age of 60. The lock-in is very, very, very strict and that is, you know, you can't mess around with that. That lock-in is for a reason. Okay, go on, please. Point number two is that the NPS investments tend to be conservative because the government wants you to make conservative investments because it is for your retirement period, etc., so, in most of the cases, the amount of money that you can invest into equities fund is capped at 50%. There may be certain cases where it could be slightly higher, but in most of the cases, you cannot go beyond 50% and the remaining 50% has to be invested in some government bond fund or some corporate bond fund. Hmm. Okay, Mahesh, now let's get to the real action part. How to open an NPS account? I know there are two ways to do this. One is online and one is your employer does this. I've opened an account online. You've done it through your employer. Let's talk about your experience first. Yes, so I opened my account through my employer. My employer has a tie with a DP participant. So the account opening was through that DP participant. Uh, gave me a form, filled it up. It was five minutes. That's it. That's it. And now you don't make any investment actively on your side. Your employer deducts it from your salary. That's okay. right. Walk our listeners through the asset allocation part of this. Okay. Tell us the various things out there. Right. So once you open an account and once you decide to invest, there are two decisions that you need to make. First of all, who manages your money? And as I said, there are a whole host of private sector and public sector fund managers out there. You know, all the big ones are there. So you can take your uh, sort of pick from that. The second is the asset allocation between equities and bonds. Now, being a pension product, the government expects you to make a conservative investment. And in most of the cases, like in my case, there was a cap of 50% that I can invest up to in an equities fund. So there are, so every pension fund manager gives you three options. An E scheme, which stands for an equities fund, a G scheme, which stands for a government bond fund and a C scheme for a corporate bond fund. So you can go up to as much as 50% in E scheme, which is what I did. And the remaining 50% you need to choose between G or C or certain mix between the G and C. And mind you, you can change these allocations once every year. Mm. So once you select your fund manager and once you've selected your allocation, that sticks for the next 12 months. And after that, you can select to go with some different fund manager and with some different asset allocation as well. No tax implications. No tax implications. So even if you're switching from equity to debt, there's no... Wow, that's really good. No, just to clarify here... Uh. The switching of fund manager and asset allocation is only for incremental investments. So whatever investment that you've made with some allocation with some fund manager, that stays. Mm. Okay. Um, And my experience, folks, was that I opened this online since I'm not not a salaried employee. So you can just Google this out. It's really simple. Uh, You can either go to NSDL and open an an account online out there. It's damn simple, damn easy. I had a bit of issues with uploading certain documents out there, file size and stuff like that. So I actually went through an, uh, an external agency, which is... 
linked to a bank, right? So I did it through HDFC Bank and Carvi and all that. So that was also quite simple. It happened quite easily. Uh, just two options, the, the same two options that Mahesh uh, just spoke about, which is choosing your fund manager and choosing your asset allocation. I honestly had no idea what to choose between E, G, and C. So they they actually gave an auto mode. And auto mode apparently is the government decides for you. Okay, as per your age. So I'm 47, they took a call, Achha, isme itna, usme itna. I have no idea. Okay, because maybe because I'm not a details person, maybe whatever it is, but I'm just happy that, okay, let the government only choose for me. Whereas you, I believe you went for 50% in equities, right? Yeah, I think you're right. So the auto mode changes the allocation depending upon your age. Ha, ha, ha. So obviously, as you cross the age of 50, the maximum that uh, gets invested in an equities fund keeps on reducing. Yeah. Uh, where I, being an equities person, <laughs> I course, wanted yeah, to have yeah. uh, you know, maximum <laughs> into yeah. that. But I'm saying it's that flexible, right? The it government is. says that you can choose your own asset allocation each and every year. Or listen, we can do this for you. Both options are there, right? Right. That's actually very helpful. And folks, so that is a wrap on this show. Mahesh actually is not very, uh, he's not a social media friendly person. So if you have any questions for him, you please give them to me. I am B50 on Twitter. You will have quite a few questions after listening to this podcast. I am there for that. Uh, send your questions to me. Mahesh, the show is over. Okay. But apna standard section so abhi bhi baki hai. Which is that you have to tell me about some financial mistake that you did in your life and the lessons you. I know that you are a very smart person, okay? <laughs> and you there there are very very and folks I I say that from experience. Mahesh is a fantastic guy to learn stuff from, but I'm sure that the smartest of us have made some mistakes. Tell us about one maybe chota mota mistake that you've made. Some lessons you learned from that. Kuch to hoga. Pulo. Thanks Anupam uh, and thanks a lot for uh, talking about my investment habits and <laughs> and praising them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but obviously uh, there are always uh, you know some things which uh, you know everybody makes mistake i have made mistakes myself i would say you know one thing is selling too early uh, so some of your winners uh, you know you painful feel man damn painful absolutely last question mahesh some recommendation yes so uh, there are many books uh, you know out there which i have read i'm sure many of your listeners would have read but uh, you know if i were to say one book uh, i would say fooled by randomness wow uh, that's by Nasim Taleb. It's a fantastic book. I'm sure many of you guys might have already read about it. And what I, uh, you know, really like about that book is that the message that it gives is actually quite humbling. That well, you might have made some fantastic financial decisions. You might have made a lot of money on it, be it property investment, stocks, whatever. But don't underestimate the role of luck. Mm in that it's so important and you know it's very easy to make a few good investments and you start thinking oh I'm a genius and you know I can't do anything wrong but there's a huge uh, role uh, you know played by luck not only in your financial decisions but also in the non-financial decisions as well so that book actually tells you a lot about investments and also generally about how you know taking life and uh, uh, you know that that uh, you know should should always uh, stay humble and uh, you know attribute uh, the success or failure not just to yourself but mm. a large part to things beyond your control. Fantastic, folks! For someone who does you know for 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 someone for whom equities is his day job that he spends maximum amount of time he knows his stocks really well. That's really a very humbling note to end this podcast on. Mahesh, thank you so much for doing this for us. Uh, I hope that, you know, maybe after a few months or sometime, you can come back again and we can talk about stocks and, you know, stuff like that. But thank you for this show on NPS. And folks, like I said, if you have any questions, send them over to me. I am your host, Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. Mahesh, thank you once again for doing this for us. Thanks a lot, Anupam, for having me. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.